Call up your stores. Two sidewinders and 244 rounds. We'll never raise safety at this speed. We're burning fuel too fast. Guess we'll have to take them on. I guess so. Think you can handle the loop? Think you can handle the music? Baby, I need some action tonight! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Action Returns. We are finally back. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? I'm good, man. We're back for the awesome 1986 classic film, Iron Eagle. Doug Masters, raised on an airbase, born to fly. Doug, it's your dad. He's been shot down. You know he ain't got a chance. Chappie Sinclair, the only man who can help Doug save his father's life. The Americans must die. The rescue the government can't risk, they will. They picked us up on radar. Too late for them now. Louis Gossett Jr., Jason Gibrick, Iron Eagle, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Um, Iron Eagle. I can't talk about the sequels because, uh, yeah, but <laughs> this one, <laughs> when, uh, when was the first time you saw this one? Oh, man, this I had to have been a young kid when I seen it originally. So and this is only my second time watching it, this rewatch. So it was basically, I mean, I remember like the main points of it, but it was basically like a re uh, a first time watch for me. Okay. This came out months after Top Gun, I believe, because Top Gun was. Man, I didn't say Maverick. I said Top Gun. The The first one came out also in 86. I want to say it came out around the summertime because I remember it being a summertime film. Oh, I guess not. Well, almost summer. Top Gun came out in May uh, 16th. Iron Eagle came out um, January 17th. Okay, so in the beginning of the year. Uh, I saw this in the theater. I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't know Top Gun was coming. I didn't had no idea uh, about that. Uh, no internet, boys and girls. So uh, the movie theater that I lived right around the corner from, I basically went and saw everything th- that came there and played. Uh, I knew who Lou Gossett Jr. was, so I was like, "All right, cool. I'm on. I'm on board." It's dealing with jets. So I always have a fascination with jets, so let's let's watch this film. So I went in and watched it, and I was like, "Oh man, this is hella good." I mean, I watching it this this time to to talk about it. Um, it's goofy, it's cheesy. Yes, it's unbelievable, but I just love this film. Uh, I saw it multiple times in the theater. And once it did its HBO run, I watched it just about every time it was on. Uh, I had the VHS. I don't know what I did with it. But when DVD came around, I, I had to get it. Not sure if it's on Blu-ray yet. But, I think yeah, so. I, I love this film. I think I it is on Blu-ray. Make me look. Because I'm like, how come I don't have this? Uh... Iron Eagle, Blu-ray. The other ones are. Iron Eagle 3. All right, here it is. I would say um, import. Oh, okay. 
I don't I don't know what kind of import is. I don't know what language this is on the bottom, but I might as well get it. It's not it's not uh, expensive, so I mean see that's what bugs me sometimes. Um you go in there and you look at Blu-rays, especially like Dollar Tree or Dollar General or something. You got bullshit movies on Blu-ray. And you can't have awesome films like Iron Eagle on Blu-ray, which I know you probably make tons of money. Come on, Scream Factory or Shout Factory. You guys should uh, jump on that. And a steelbook. But, uh, read a synopsis on what Iron Eagle is about. All right. Iron Eagle synopsis when... Uh... When Colonel Ted Masters' plane goes down in in an Arab country, he's sentenced to death for trespassing. His 18-year-old son, Doug, is determined to save him. Unfortunately, Doug isn't the best fighter pilot. He wasn't accepted into the Air Force because he needs to listen to music in order to hit hit a target. I don't think that's why he was not accepted in the Air Force. What are you reading? Google. That's not what I have. I have Iron Eagle, the 1986 military action film directed by Sidney J. Fury, who co-wrote the screenplay. That's, yeah, I don't. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I must got different Google here in California. <laughs> uh, so he enlists the help of Colonel Chappie to borrow a couple of F-16 planes, fly across the Atlantic, and start a rescue mission. Come on, IMDb. There you go, IMDb. A young pilot. A young pilot plans a rescue mission when his father, an Air Force colonel, is shot down over enemy territory and captured. This stars Louis Gossett Jr., Jason Gedrick. He looks old now. Uh, David Suchet. Tim Thomerson, Larry B. Scott, Cobra Kai, uh, Carolyn Lagerfeld, Jerry Levine, Robbie Riss, uh, Michael Bowen, Bobby Jacoby. I know there was some Rob Garrison, Cobra Kai. And there are a couple of other people that popped up. A little bit parts. Well, uh, Larry B. Scott, Reggie, uh, A.K. Lamar, he was also uh, one of the Cobra Kai and mm-hmm. uh, the original Karate Kid. And Jerry Levine was Styles from uh, Teen Wolf. That's right. That's who the hell he was. I couldn't <laughs> think of who he was. This is directed by Sidney J. Fury and written by Kevin... Alan Elders and Sidney J. Fury. All right, nice. And, and a young Shawnee Smith. He was in this. That's right. Just, yeah, Michael Bowman. He was, um, what's his name? Buck in Kill Bill? My name is Buck and I'm here to fuck. I think he's always a bad guy in something. <laughs> oh, man. I don't care what anyone said. I go back and listen to Top Gun. If you're new to the show, well, go back and listen to the Top Gun episode. And listen to why I hate that film. But this film was awesome. Again, with the '80s cheese, it was full of it. 
Um, they did use real jets, but these guys weren't in it, just like Top Gun. And like Top Gun, they did use models. And watching it this time, I've seen this movie a billion times, but really, really, really paying attention to the, the model work, it was not good <laughs> at all. So, but, um, but I, what, why I love this one so much is because the, there was no love, no bullshit with, with that. Just the the love of a boy and his father, because they made, Tim Thomerson was uh, Ted Ted Masters, Jason Gidrick was Doug Masters, and uh, where the hell were they flying? I don't even remember. Somewhere over the Middle East, uh, right? Um, making matters worse, the news that his father's been shot down and captured by a fictional Arab state of. <laughs> Bilia while patrolling over the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, because uh, his dad was flying or flying around over there. Him and uh, another uh, another uh, pilot, and then um, what the hell were they flying? Um, it wasn't F sixteens. That's what it says. Um, so they were they were flying over, and then. Uh, they come across uh, two guys uh, from Bilia or whatever the hell that place is, and then they kind of get into a firefight. Uh, one of the guys takes off, and uh, Ted uh, he gets uh, Ted Masters he gets um, shot down, uh, and then he gets captured by them. But <clears throat> Doug is just a senior getting ready to graduate from high school. Uh, when all this is going on, uh, he's hanging out with his friends. Um, for some reason, the uh, United States, I assume it's the Air Force or Navy or whoever, but <laughs> yeah, it's the Air Force. They just let these kids roam free uh, on the base and have <laughs> their own clubhouse basically right next to the runway. <laughs> so, hey, they I got jackets like, and everything. Yeah, they did. And yeah, I mean, this is pre nine eleven, so I guess you can go wherever you want and do whatever you want whenever you felt like it. <laughs> so, but yeah, because the the bully he seems to roam around anywhere on his dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So yeah, uh, Colonel Ted Masters. He when he gets shot down and uh, taken captured by these um some made up arid state. They said, um. So, but while that uh, Doug is waiting for his uh, letter from the uh, Air Force Academy, because he's supposed to hopefully go into that after he graduates, he finds out that he wasn't accepted. Um, they don't really go into why. I just assume that he wasn't just wasn't accepted. Now that's how that's how the cookie grumbles. Uh, according to my Google, it's because he can't stop listening to music while he's flying. <sighs> the, <laughs> The music is garbage in this one. I'll give it to Top Gun. The soundtrack was good. Okay, that was about all that was good about that one. But the only, the only real song they really uh, used in this was uh, Twisted Sisters. Um, we're not going to take it from the Stay Hungry album. Awesome album if you guys haven't heard it. Uh, but um, Doug, we find yeah, he finds out he's not accepted to the Air Force Academy. Um, what the hell is uh, Buck's name? Um, what the fuck was his name? Michael? Oh, uh, Notcher. 
I don't know a couple of his names. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he he's the local uh, asshole uh, of the wherever this little town that they live in, and uh, his brother, his buddy uh, uh, Packer, uh, Rob Garrison. He was Rob Garrison was he wasn't Bobby or Tommy. He was Tommy uh, mm-hmm. in Cobra Kai. Um, uh, they go and uh, Notcher finds a. Uh, uh, Doug's acceptance letter uh, or his rejection letter and then he kind of reads it over the loudspeaker at wherever little hamburger joint that they're all hanging out at so Doug is mad and then he's like ah he, he's, a, he's he wants to fight Notcher but then he's like nope he goes if you want to deal with this you got to do the I don't know the run I can't remember what they called it basically just a race through uh, the mountains and everything uh, Nacho was going to be on his little dirt bike and Doug was going to be flying his his little airplane. Uh, I don't know airplanes, everyone, so I couldn't even tell you what kind of kind of plane that was. Yeah. I, is this is a dirt bike and a plane evenly matched? Um, again, I don't know airplanes. <laughs> I don't know how fast they go, especially the kind of little uh, prop plane that he was riding around in. I Maybe at a straight race, but I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't tell you because in the film it looked like they were going, they were close, they were they were neck and neck and everything. But uh, what there was, they were they were. I guess it started off on the airfield and then they they took off. Again, you're just letting these kids roam free on these air on these uh, airfields. Stadiums. They so, <laughs> could do anything back then. Nacho goes hauling ass on his bike. Doug's flying after him uh, in his plane. He's got this little uh, makeshift uh, little strap that he has his um, his little cassette uh, Walkman on, and he puts has the the music hooked up, blasting through his his little headset and the most terrible '80s music ever. Uh, <laughs> just shout out to the guys that did the music. I mean, I'm not I'm I can't write songs, so but hey, your songs were in this movie. But I don't know. Whatever these songs he was listening to is what helps him uh, fly better. So, all right. <laughs> so he's uh, hauling ass in his plane. Uh, Tommy and Lamar and is in another plane. Styles is in another. He, he's only Lamar and Styles. Everyone, you know, what we're talking about. Um, he's flying in another plane, and they're both talking back and forth on the radio talking to Doug. Doug, I don't think Doug is even answering them, really. He's just concentrated on flying and not just, just hauling ass on his bike. This is what I didn't get. If it was just a straight race, alright. But apparently um, Doug can only be a certain amount of feet uh, above the ground, to, to I guess to make it quote-unquote fair. So Nacho is hauling ass on this dirt road. Doug is flying, flying all over the place and flying over mountains and everything. But um, I don't know how long ago, but apparently somebody died doing this this race. Yeah, um, you you would think they wouldn't let these kids do this anymore. Was Nacho a part of that when that guy died, or was he just racing someone else? I don't remember. I know. I know he brought it up when they were about to do the race. 
Yeah, because they go they go flying, hauling ass through the the mountains and everything. I mean, there was one part where uh, Doug was doing, I don't know what he was doing, but he was like climbing over this mountain. I guess it was on the face of the mountain. They were saying, this is where uh, so-and-so bought it. And then he was able to fly over it and find and everything. But while they're while he's flying and racing, um, they, the camera keeps going inside the plane and the engine, and there's something on there that's like spinning, rattling, uh, like a little bolt or a nut uh, was, was starting to shake. And you could see it slowly... Uh, starting to come off because once they're 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 flying and all of a sudden that little bolt or nut falls off all this smoke starts shooting out of the back of uh doug's plane and styles and lamar's like dude land the plane land the plane you're gonna crash or whatever it was that that broke but doug is like fuck that flying his plane notchers hauling ass on his bike and then this neck to neck, the dumb music blasting in the background, smoke shooting out of the back of his plane, and then he flies through the the little makeshift finish line. But whatever happened, whatever he did to his engine, oh, well, when they were in the air, um, I think it was Styles or Lamar, I can't remember. One of them turned around to uh, Tommy and said, "What what what did he do to his to his uh?" To the to the motor or to the engine, he was like, "Oh, he made me do something," and then that's when they're like, "Ah!" Oh. So they they did tell Doug, "Hey, man, your whatever whatever was fucked with, just land the plane." But Doug ended up winning. I guess he was going so fast, and I don't know if it did anything to the brakes, but uh, he actually he landed, rolled off the runway, and <laughs> crashed his plane. <laughs> So Nacho comes riding up. Hey man, awesome race! I mean, you're all we're you're all good. And Doug clocks him, knocks yeah, him out, and he falls just down. Like, why don't you just kick his ass in the first place? Yeah, why did you? Well, then there would be no awesome uh, dirt bike plane race. <laughs> yeah, now now he doesn't have a plane anymore because he's crashed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently these kids, uh, the Air Force, must be paying good if you're a colonel. Because um, I don't, I don't know if Doug was working <laughs> to, to to buy that plane. Um, so yeah, while that was going on, that's when uh, Doug's dad, uh, Ted Masters, Colonel Ted Masters, was captured after being shot down. Uh, we go over to wherever they are. We see him. He's uh, they have him in some little cell, just uh, still in his flight suit in there, and basically they're going to tell him he he's going to go on trial for. I don't know, war, some war crime or whatever. Or basically shooting at them while they were in their, well, they weren't even in their, uh, they were in, um, I believe it was American airspace where they were. Cause, and then those guys showed up and shot them down. But yeah, I wasn't, real, bad guys. wasn't real too clear on why he was being held. Yeah. So they basically told you, yeah, you're going to, we're keeping you. Uh, it wasn't like he was keeping him hostage. It was like you're being arrested and tried for uh, whatever war crime that they were they were cooking up. So uh, while all this happens, uh, Doug finds out uh, what happened to his dad. His dad was shot down. He goes charging into the uh, the Air Force uh, hangar. I don't know what it was, wherever the where all the computers are. And again, you can just eighties. <laughs> yeah, you could just walk in and go wherever you want to, to all these top secret areas of the Air Force Base. 
So yeah, he just um, walks when, in and everybody's just like, "Hey, Doug." Yeah. <laughs> well, first when he got past the security guard, he's like going, "Hey, hey!" He goes after him, and yeah, everyone else once he gets in, "Hey, Doug, how's it going?" <laughs> Sorry about your dad. He's like, "Fuck," because <laughs> he goes to talk to uh, I think whoever the general or whoever it is, and is telling him, "Well, what are you guys are gonna? What are you guys gonna do?" And he's like, look, I know your dad. I've been, fly- I've been flying for flying with him for years, but this is above above my pay grade. Basically, he's like, it's it's up to uh, the White House and everyone in order if we're going to go in and get him. Because Doug was like, well, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to go? Are you going to go rescue him? And they're like. Basically telling them that he's a waste of he's expendable and he's a waste of uh, taxpaying money. And we're not going to go over there and try to get him and, and start a war. So Doug is like, no, nah, fuck that. He, he's mad. And, he, and then he's got to deal with his graduation. But he's, that's like far from what he's thinking about. But his mom is telling him, like, look, you, you just got to go. Your dad will want you to graduate. Your dad will want you to uh, still live your life. I mean, his mom basically was writing him off. But he goes, you know your dad. This is what he wants. We start having flashbacks to Doug and his dad and uh, how his dad, again, different times in the 80s, uh, his dad was able to sneak Doug in and it was into these billion-dollar aircraft and let some kid uh, fly him. <laughs> so, uh, but cheesy, the cheesiness shit of that, I mean, it's funny now, but I still love this film. <laughs> But yeah, when uh, Doug's up there flying around, he has to have his music in. And I'm like, all right, they're just going to let you uh, do all this. Because his dad, his dad's like, this is the last time I'm not going to let you do it. Because he was just trying to t- trying to hot dog and everything. Because his dad was telling him, look, man, if they find out that I'm sneaking you in here, I could go to jail. And you can just kiss your plans of the Air Force goodbye. Or, or, uh, Okay, is, is the the music's pumping through the plane, right? Yeah. So they don't hear this on the radio. No, that one guy did because he was like, he goes, "What well, was we must have been having like a cross communication here, like oh, okay. hearing music." And then the, his dad was like, "Ah, I don't know, maybe we just came across a radio station or something." And they're like, "Oh, okay, whatever." <laughs> so. Uh, I, I assume that it didn't happen all the time, but so yeah, uh, his dad chewed him out. Like, look, I'm never bringing you up again. So he's like, ah. So that, that was a kind of just uh, flashbacks uh, that he had of his father, and then uh, he ends up graduating. Oh, no, we go to the. They have a prom because his dad's like, or his mom's like, look, you, you just live your life, go to the prom, graduate, and we'll we'll see what, what what they're gonna do for your father. So he's like far from thinking about anything else. He was telling him, I don't even want to go. He told his mom, but she's like, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. Your dad wants you to go have a good time. So he ends up going. We get there. The awesome little 80s dancing, and I don't know what Lamar was doing with these crazy dance steps because they were terrible. Um, but boys and girls, I can I can tell you this, man. When I was going to dances, when I was a kid uh, in high school and junior high, we did not dance like that. So uh, that's all. <laughs> that's all I could tell you. If there's gonna be some of this bullshit, it was that scene <laughs> in this film. Because I was like, what? And 
with the music, I'm like, what the hell are you guys listening to? I know it's different times, and I'm sure it was expensive to get uh, music, real music, but because it was actually, it wasn't a DJ, it was like a band band, like a, a live band, and I don't know what the hell they were playing. And Lamar's out there just uh, shaking it up on the dance floor, starts popping and locking and um, moonwalking. He had Styles excited. (laughs) He had everyone excited. Uh, It's it's one of those dance things where everyone just clears a a big circle for you to dance. I mean, you got got dance moves like that. You need need to give them some space. (laughs) And... uh, Apparently, Lamar and his girlfriend are the only two uh, black people in this high school. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> so, while the, uh, the the prom is going on, um, Oliver from uh, from Brady Bunch, if you guys remember Oliver, Carol's uh, nephew, I can't remember his name uh, in, in the movie, but... Uh, he comes showing up to the uh, to the prom to to get the, and tells Doug that look man they're they're not gonna do anything for your dad your your Milo. dad is ass out oh that was his name Milo yeah. what the hell was what's his name his real name um, uh, Robbie Wrist yeah he was uh, Oliver and uh, <laughs> the Brady Punch but yeah. Um, He's Oliver to me. When Oliver, when he goes to tell Doug, look, they're not going to do nothing for your dad. They're just like, fuck it. We can't. We can't do it. And they're going to have a trial for your dad. And if he's uh, the sentence guilty, they're, they're going to cut his head off or hang him or whatever. I think they were going to hang him uh, in, the, in the town square and whatever, whatever village these, these thing was going on at. Uh, so Doug goes up uh, back to to the Air Force Base and and that colonel or that guy, his, his general is telling him like, "Look, man, you just there's nothing we can do. We can't we can't do anything for you for your dad." So, and he he was mad because I was his friend. His dad was um that was Doug's dad was a friend of uh, this colonel, and he was just telling him like, "Look, man, we we can't do anything. We can't we can't risk starting a war just to go save one person." So Doug is like, F this. I mean, uh, he still goes over to uh, train in the simulator. And um, this is all billions of dollars of equipment that we pay for. Well, I didn't pay for any of this in the 80s, but we're paying for it now if we're older. But he gets to, to go into the simulator. And uh, I just because everyone knows him, everyone knows his dad, so they just let him do whatever they want. Yeah, let them so, go while somebody else is scheduled. Yeah, and we find—I mean, we find out that that Doug is a good pilot, and he's able to—I mean, he obviously because when we had that flashback, he is flying uh, these jets with his dad. So he does all the simulators. He's got—he said he's got more simulator time than any any of the pilots on the base. And then he's he's got flight time, uh, prob- probably not as much. So Doug's finally like, "Look, man, I mean, this is this is this ain't happening, man. We need we need to do something." He uh, and oh, uh, we we did uh, meet uh, Lou Gossett Jr.'s um, character earlier, Chappie, 
uh, Colonel Charles Chappie Sinclair because before Doug and Nacho had that race, um, Chappie was uh, trying to fix uh, Doug's airplane to help it go a little bit faster. So, but when uh, Chappie was the one that was supposed to be in the simulator, but Doug went in there and stole his time. So Chappie just said, ah, F it, I'll come back and do it another time. But Doug was trying to get Chappie to um, to help him try to figure out what they should do for his father. But he's telling him, like, look, man, just go home, be a kid, graduate. There's nothing you can do uh, about your father. But Doug isn't hearing it. He's like, look, man, he goes, look, I just because uh, the U.S. government doesn't have the balls to go get my dad, but I do. But can it be done? And Chappie's like, dude, you're, you're, you're going to kill yourself if you try to do this. Just forget about it and go live your life. But uh, Chappie did say, he goes, I'm, I've known you. I know who your dad is. He goes, so, but he goes, there's nothing you can do. But Doug wasn't taking any of that. He was like, F this. He came up with a plan. And his plan was to go have a rescue mission uh, on himself. But he couldn't do it alone. And luckily, all of his friends that are in this movie, all their family, they're all military brats. Mm-hmm. So they so we get the montage. Parents, yeah, we get the montage of them figure out on what they're going to do on how they're going to do it and everything. So basically, all the guys go to work because Doug has, has this plan. This is what we're going to do. And he starts going to work, laying out where this place is, where they got his dad, what what they're going to deal with, what kind of uh, um, issues on how to get there and who they're going to be dealing with if, if, if it has to come down to combat. So he figured, he thought he had um, some time before this trial happens for his dad. So he figured he has this much time to try to figure out what we're going to do. But then they find out later that his dad's trial is moved up and he's going to be tried for it in, in the next couple of days. So uh, Doug got all his crew together and look, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I need your help. And this is what you need to help me to do. So all these, all this, everybody in this crew, their dad is a somebody in the, in the air force. So this is when they all go to work. Uh, Oliver's dad is, I don't know, he's some kind of maps or whatever because he was able to. No, no, no. He was able to get, um, I think, flight logs and everything uh, dealing with all the jets on the base and uh, I think fueling schedules and everything because he he starts doing that. Uh, The girls, they go and get maps of uh, the area where Doug's dad is. Because one of the one of the girls' dads runs the I don't know the secret mappings of of the world or <laughs> if you think so. All Everybody, this was very easy. Yeah, different times, everyone. Again, pre nine eleven, you could go and do whatever you want on this military base. <laughs> so they 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 go to work and everything. I love this montage because this is when. Um, uh, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. Uh, is playing in the background. <laughs> uh, Styles and uh, Doug show up to to the Air Force base, trying to get in. 
and they want to look at the jets but the the guy at the gate is like nah you know i can't let you in but styles like hey man my sister was asking about you uh she'd like it <laughs> if you let us in and this guy i mean no no kind of security clearance or anything all right man since your sister wants to go on go on in <laughs> so they go in and just start scouting around uh, the base and everything, just checking out basically where they're where they're keeping all the jets and everything. I I want to know what Styles' assistant looks like now. <laughs> yeah, that guy and was able, ready to risk it <laughs> to risk it all his career and uh, letting in people that shouldn't be in there and going to military prison and everything. <laughs> so, but um, the, this other guy he. He was someone in the 80s, this one young blonde guy. I can't remember his name. He was in one of those uh, shows on MC, NBC. I can't remember. Uh, but what they do for him, it was, uh, what did it say? I'm, I'm watching this, everyone. It said something on the door, something about scheduling. Um, let me see. Because Styles and Lamar have to set off uh, f- traps Okay, scheduling hangar. I think, okay, so basically scheduling on, on where all the jets are. So they're in this hangar, and we see mechanics and everybody working on jets. Styles and Lamar are dressed up uh, in military gear, and I don't know what Lamar's wearing, but he's got uh, the blues on and all these medals and everything all over him. And Styles is just wearing a flight suit, and they're throwing firecrackers in the, into this uh, steel drum. And everyone thinks it's gunfire and everyone's ducking and they're just laughing. And okay, I assume there's no cameras in this hangar to to, to catch them all. <laughs> to catch them all. So yeah, so they're they're still trying to figure out uh, everything. So once this whole montage is done, Doug goes to Chappie to, to try to talk him again on uh helping him. So these guys, all these kids, little high school kids outsmarted everybody in this Air Force base to get all this top secret shit that you can just, that they have on computers that they, that they have in these map rooms and everything. And just luckily their parents worked <laughs> at these places. So Doug goes to, to Chappie with all the intel that they have. And then Chappie just finally like basically telling him this is a suicide mission kid. What are you doing? But then Chappie's like, ah, F it. Um, since they're not going to help, I'll help you. Um, but Chappie takes uh, Doug into his little uh, his little workroom. And Chappie has already started uh, his own thing on what he would do to go rescue Doug. Because when they go in, or rescue um, Doug's dad, Ted, uh, when he goes in there, he sees that he's got all kinds of shit laid out. And he's trying to plan everything. So that's when Chappie's like, all right, well, what do you got? So he starts uh, breaking out everything, all the intel that they had, they got together. And uh, Chappie's like, he wants to work. So he's got an old jukebox in there. So he kicks in the Godfather of Soul, some James Brown. I can't remember the name of the song. I think this is like the second song that was real. Uh, that everyone should have known. <laughs> so I'm sure they paid an arm and a leg for this James Brown song and the Twisted Sister song. So at all the intel they had, other than maps and everything of the area and where, and where they were, they had surveillance photos. And I assume <laughs> it's those 
well, I don't know if they were drones back then. They were probably man those air, aircraft that could fly super high and take take pictures uh, of the ground because they got all kinds of shit laid out of this uh, area where wherever his dad's being taken care of, like runways and where the towers are and the the structural of, of everything. So they're just, they're just trying to figure it all out. So, kids probably could have found out about Area 51 if they kept going. <laughs> they probably had that. I'm sure you could have pulled it up on all these these little top secret computers that they had access to that no one gave a fuck. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I know Oliver's dad, he just kept talking secrets and stuff <laughs> in front of his son. Like, <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> Yeah, this is all military shit prison that you could go to for uh, just telling anybody of it. But <laughs> so yeah, they're they're going to work trying to figure everything out. We go back over to overseas and we see that they're torturing uh, Ted's dad, beating him up. Um, they didn't really like they weren't beating him up to try to get any kind of information out of them. I mean, they were just beating him up just to beat him up because they, they did just like, you're, you're going to be tried. And when you're guilty, you're found guilty. We're killing you. Yeah. So, but before, uh, the whole plan is, is, is uh, gets into motion. Um, Chappie goes up with Doug, uh, gets him in the air to give him, uh, some training to see if he can do what he says he can do. So they go up and we have this little crazy, a uh, little scene when Doug's flying around the jets, and I guess they just load these planes up with bombs and 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 all the rounds it can carry to uh, to practice with. Because Doug's flying around, uh, Chappie's talking in his ear. All right, this is what you need to do. These are the targets. So Ch- uh, Doug flies over, drops a few bombs on these targets that are on some beach somewhere, but he misses. And Doug keeps trying to tell him, like, uh, look, man, he goes, let me let me do it the way I need to do it. Because before when they when they, when they took off, uh, uh, Doug turned his music on. And then Chappie's like, just turn that shit off. Come on, this, this is serious. So when Doug turns it off and he goes after to try to blow up uh, these targets, he just misses completely. He's only, he only misses by like a, a few feet. But um, Chappie's like, look, man, this is this is it, man. You you can't do it. You can't go over there with this type of uh, with these skills that you say you have because you're just gonna end up dead and they're gonna kill your father. But Doug's like, nah, man. He goes, let me do it my way. So he turns on the music, and I don't know who these artists are. Again, shout out to these guys that put the their mu- their mu- their music is in a movie. Uh, I'm just a guy talking shit. <laughs> so Doug he gets into the groove. And he blows up all the targets, and then Chappie's kind of like, well, shit, all right, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you do need to listen to this music. And Just like Google it. said. <laughs> I love the technology it has in this uh, in the cockpit. It's just, I, again, I don't know how these planes operate. Maybe that's how it is in there. Um, like Top Gun... When we see the see them in the jets, it's just either a blue background or screens just showing the 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 ground moving and everything. But this 
it looks really bad in this one. I mean, you can't even see the the tail uh, of the jet. You just see them in this movie screen moving all around in the background, and the the camera shaking like they're <laughs> like they're flying in this jet. So, all right. Once they uh, do that, and then uh, Chappie realizes, that, all right, Doug, you can do it. You can go in there and blow these fools up. But now we need to work out how we're going to do this, put this at this plan into action. So they end up doing that. They find, they tell, they find they got scheduling to look, we're going to take these jets. We're going to fly out. Uh, we're going to hook up with, uh, a fueler that's going to fuel us before we get to, uh, where we need to go. So they end up doing all that. All the kids still, while they're in the air flying over, uh, to pick, to rescue his dad, all the kids are still in action doing what they're supposed to do to try to help uh, with the plan. So um, they're flying over there. They're flying really low over, and then they finally get to uh, their destination and everything. And I guess they're going to be uh, – they go up against uh, some MiGs that come flying up on them. And uh, i trying to – re okay – uh, the planes that the enemies are flying are MiG-23 fighters. So they kind of go after the MiGs show up and they kind of go after them and they have a, a little dog fight and uh, Doug ends up uh, taking them out. The scenes when they're showing the jets flying around they look real but you can tell which ones were real and which were models because uh, the, 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 the models they they look legit, but it just, the background, it just looks fake as hell. <laughs> so, but yeah, Doug ends up uh, taking them out. And uh, I like it because when the planes blow up, you can clearly see that these models were made out of wood because it's like wood splinters flying all over the place. But uh, while they're having this dogfight, um, Chappie gets shot. Uh, by by one of the MIGs, and then he tries to uh, just get the hell out of there. But he doesn't get far, and his jet goes down uh, into the water. And Doug's, Chappie! Starts screaming. But before before he went down, he was telling, look, he was like, he uh, Chappie made a bunch of tapes, or a couple tapes for Doug, to like, look, if shit goes sideways, you need to listen to these tapes. It'll, it'll help you. So after Chappie goes down, uh, he tells him, he goes, look, if something goes bad, just fucking fly up as high as you can and then listen to your tape. So that's when Doug flies way up in the sky and then he puts in the tape and he's listening to it and he's telling him, he's like, look, um, if you're listening to this, something went wrong. And but this I'm still going to help you. So Chappie's just kind of talking him up and basically tells him, look, you got to be there at this time and you have this long before the enemies can either get off the ground and, and get you. So Doug's like, ah, oh, fuck it. So he finally flies over uh, to where his dad's at, and uh, he kind of communicates with them, telling them that this is a United States Air Force. Um, I'm here to pick up uh, uh, Colonel Ted Masters, and if you don't bring him out to whatever runway, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start blowing up your um, your oil refineries. And all of the bad guys are like, yeah, fuck you, man. This guy ain't going to do nothing. 
So he, I guess he gave him like a time limit or something. If he's not out here in the next whatever, whatever, uh, we're going to blow him up. So they kind of basically didn't want to didn't want to listen to him. And he's like, well, all right, shit. You don't think so? You just lost a refinery. So he goes flying over to one of the refineries and, and blows it up. But before that, they were they were trying to get some uh, helicopters and, and everything off the ground uh, to try to shoot him down. Um, but he ends up blowing those up because he comes when he flies over the uh, little base where he's at. He just starts unloading missiles and blowing up uh, communication towers and, and everything else he can blow up. The thing that's funny though is when he starts shooting things, the tents that are right there. I assume these tents are full of explosives because they start, boosh, they all start blowing up. <laughs> so it was a, it was a huge explosion fest when he his first flyby there to to show him that he was no joke. Uh, but he's telling him, yeah, you need to bring him out to the northmost runway and uh, leave him there by himself, and uh, I'm going to come pick him up. And then that's when they're telling him, like, nah, we ain't doing uh, nothing for you. Because he, he was telling him, look, I'm not I'm not out here by myself, man. I got my buddies on standby, so you better listen to me or we're going to come back and blow this whole place up. That's basically what he said. <laughs> so, but uh, when they didn't do that, they didn't follow his orders, that's when he uh, – Went and blew up uh, the refinery because he flew out there and just starts blowing the shit out of uh, these huge oil uh, things. So he goes back and then they're like, all right, they're going to like just bring him out. So they end up bringing out his dad. Uh, his dad's in a Jeep. They told him to get to uh, bring him out and take him way to at the end of the runway. And I'm going to pick him up there. So his dad's there. He's a G drives way out there. Doug's come. Uh, he's about to land. And well, he basically did land. But when his dad was screaming and yelling for him, uh, there was a sniper uh, up on uh, one of his little towers or whatever. And it and it shot and it shot his dad. His dad gets hit in the shoulder. Um, Doug kind of like touched down, but then he like fuck it, kicked in and just fucking took off again. And he turned around, ah, son of a bitch. So he's, uh, <laughs> he starts going after him. But then uh, these guys got a surprise for him. They got all these uh, uh, surface missiles and all these big old things uh, pointed at him. And they start launching missiles at Doug while he's flying around. But Doug pops in one of his magic tapes and starts rocking out. And all these missiles are, are missing him. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns around and starts uh, shooting at uh, these little uh, jeeps that are shooting the missiles, and he starts blowing all that stuff up. And uh, little model uh, missiles, his little model jet flying around, blowing up everything he can see. And I love these. Uh, I mean, shout out to the stunt guys because when the explosions are blowing up, these guys are like flying uh, all over the place. Uh, he ends up blowing up the tower, and uh, I don't know how all of them got out of it so fast because the the main the main bad guy, the general colonel or whatever it is, he's uh, he was up there, and I don't know how many missiles and 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 rounds that the, this F sixteen holds, but uh, he's dropping them left and right, and he still has a ton left. I, I don't I don't understand. I don't know everyone. It's an eighties movie, so uh, he flies back over and he drops a napalm uh, on the runway. And it just a huge wall of flames. Uh, Doug is a dad. He got shot, but he got shot in the shoulder, but he was still alive. 
So he's like, fuck. So after he uh, laid down uh, that explosion, Doug ends up landing uh, to get his dad. And then so his dad's like, oh, yeah, cool. And his, his dad's like, where the fuck is everyone else? He goes, there is no one else. It's just you and I. Come on, let's go. So his dad jumps in the jet and then they end up taking off. But uh, that huge wall of flame, everyone stopped. And all the bad guys, they were like, they weren't going to go through it. But then the uh, the main bad guy, like, anyone who's got some balls or whatever he says, you need to go through that flames and, and get them. So they got some Jeeps loaded up, and they go crashing through the through the fire. But I assume there's big uh, explosion holes because they go through the fires, and then the Jeeps flip over, and, and they blow up and fall out. But it gives uh, Doug plenty of time to land and pick up his dad, and then they end up taking off. So once they got in the air, uh, they were just trying to get out of there. But uh, the main bad guy, he jumps up. He's a pilot himself, so he gets up and tells one of those dudes, get out, I'm getting in. So he gets in the air, and uh, his little MiG-23, and they go flying after him. So they having, they're having a dog fight. They got uh, four, four of those uh, MiG-23s chasing them. And uh, he's just telling him, all right, man, just do what you do. Uh, turn on your music and uh, let's try not to get killed. So we have a, a dogfight where Doug takes them, takes them all on. Again, shout out to the pilots that were when the scenes, when they do show them flying around. But they end up, uh, they get, they get, they take, ugh, they take a few hits and Doug starts taking them down uh, one by one with his fancy driving with whatever song he's listening to. <laughs> Like you said, magical tapes. <laughs> yeah, so, but I liked all these dog fighting uh, scenes in it. There was uh, way more in this than there was in uh, that other movie that came out this year. But uh, clearly, see that these are all models. They're they're models when they're up close, but when when you actually see them flying off in the distance, those are all the the real jets. But yeah, Doug takes out uh, all of them, and it gets to the uh, the main guy. Supposedly, he's supposed to be a badass and awesome pilot, but he, like, doesn't last that long at all. The other dudes that he was fighting with in the beginning when this dogfight started, man, they, they lasted a while because they, uh, they were shooting at him and dropping their missiles and everything. But uh, Doug, did t- Doug did take some hits, but he, um, before he ended up killing the, uh, the main bad guy, he, uh, he fought him and he took him down. And uh, that was weak because he like shot a missile or whatever. And then that guy just went, ah, and then his jet blew up (laughs) for as hard as that guy was trying to be through the whole movie. He went out like hella soft. (laughs) So they're like, fuck. And they're like, all right, man. But uh, two more MiGs show up and they're like, fuck. And he's like telling them we have no more missiles and we're out of ammo. So we got to get the hell out of here. So his dad's like, man, fuck it. Punch it. So they're they're hauling ass, but then they're starting to get readings that there's a uh, uh, more MIGs in the air. But it turns out to be the uh, the heroes. The U.S. Air Force shows up, and so when they come, when they they get they see them on the radar. But when they finally get communication saying, "Hey, Colonel, we're uh, we're here to help you," and then they they the, whoever's in charge of those guys, he starts talking to the MIGs like, "Look, if you guys don't." Uh, Get off his tail. We're going to be forced to shoot you down. And those two MiGs like, fuck this. They fly off. 
so they're all happy. But um, <clears throat> they, he did tell them that uh, uh, Colonel Sinclair ended up uh, didn't make it. So they're like, all right, well, just fly into our formation and, and we'll get you back, uh, back to safety. So they knew they were ass out. They get back home. Everyone's happy. Um, but uh, Doug and his dad have to go up against uh, the Air Force Court or whatever. So Doug knows that he's going to have to uh, time to pay the fiddler. So he goes in. He's getting ready to go into the into the courtroom. Um, his dad's got nothing to do with it. I mean, his dad was just a prisoner of war. So they he didn't have no, he didn't have to go in there and say anything. But when Doug walks up there, he hears somebody, and it turns out it's Chappie. Chappie ended up surviving that crash. He says he uh, he ejected before he hit, and some boat picked him up, and then he got him to shore. <laughs> <laughs> he got him to shore, and he was able to to get communicate with the the higher ups and get back. So. The, the courts, they go through the whole thing. Look, you stole these planes. You went and almost started a war and all this, just reading out all these things. And Doug's like, I'll take whatever punishment you're going to give them. Um, and they're kind of reaming out Chappie as well. But before um, they get sentenced, Chappie's like, um, the, the the main guys, uh, the, he's a general, General Edwards. He's telling them like, look, you guys can't, say anything this didn't happen and if you don't then we're gonna send you to jail because they basically told him look well you're not going to jail but you're gonna keep your mouth shut with all this shit you can't say anything on this but then chappie's like well you know what um you i think you need to put him somewhere where they will teach him to keep his mouth shut and then the general's like well what are you suggesting and he goes well he was uh recently uh not accepted into the the air force academy is there something you guys can do to uh help him get in there so he can learn some discipline and then so they're like all right so and then in the end he rescues his dad he gets to go to air force academy uh because in order to keep his mouth shut and i assume uh, they didn't do nothing to chappy i mean he's just as guilty as Doug for going Ch- over the stealing. Chappie's got some pull or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he should have went to prison for all this shit, but uh, they just close it out as it was just, it was training exercises that uh, got bad because they said there is rumors that there was supposed to be a trial on this, but the air force is saying that that was all fake and everything. So, Doug gets what he wants. He goes to the military. Chappie doesn't go to prison. Uh, his dad's home. We're back where he belongs in a good old U.S. of A. Uh, they, they end up flying them all back. Uh, everyone's there. The whole uh, Iron Eagle gang. And then when the Chappie comes off, they go running after. And Colonel Doug Masters comes out and everyone's happy to see him. And then here comes Doug. He comes running out and all his crews. Yeah. And that's the end of your movie. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. It is goofy and, and everything. And the effects aren't the greatest. But this is what I wanted in a jet movie. Jets fighting. And yes, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I loved it. it. It was awesome for what it was. It was a cool little story. Did you ever watch any of the other ones? I think I saw like half of the second one and just tapped out of it. I have never seen, but I know I know the second one's on HBO Max as well. I think the third one is too. I'm not really sure, but so, but yeah. Um, I wanted to read this poster, but it's not a a good image. Let me try to find uh, a real one <laughs> of it. But uh, yeah, this movie is awesome. I mean, it's it's on HBO Max, and to me, it still holds up. I I, I hold it higher than uh, Top Gun. Uh, okay, this is a good old 80s when they wrote paragraphs on the posters. Doug is 18, raised on an Air Force base, and born to fly. His father's been shot down 6,000 miles away and has been sentenced to death for a crime of being an American. For the crime of being an American. <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone's telling Doug to sit tight and wait. Everyone but retired Air Force Colonel Chappie Sinclair. They know what they have to do. And they have borrowed a pair of F-16s to do it. For them, waiting time is over. <laughs> I want this poster too. I need to hang it in the studio. But <laughs> I'm not really sure what uh, else. Um, uh, I know he was in Backdraft. And uh, those are the only two films. He was in the beginning, uh, spoiler alert, of, of Iron Eagle 2, and then it went sideways. But uh, he. Did you watch Lethal Weapon, the TV series? Yeah. He was in one episode of that. I don't I, remember I, him. I couldn't tell you. He did a lot of TV. Um, He was in Dexter? I don't remember that. Yeah, I just remember this and Backdraft. But yeah, he did he did a lot. He had a, a bigger TV career than than he did in uh, movies. Oh, he was in Bad Boys too. He was one of the the bad boys in the not the one with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, the one with uh, Sean Penn and uh, Eastside Morales. Now, I remember. He, yeah, he was in that. He was just kind of in the background. One of the kids locked up. Risky Business? I don't remember him in that. The Heavenly Kid? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was uh, the, he, it was, this is the, the Heavenly Kid is what he did right before Iron Eagle. All right, I remember, I knew he was in another movie where he was a star. He was much younger than that one. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on Prime, if you haven't seen it. It's a little goofy 80s comedy. The Heavenly Kid. Uh, I guess he was born on the 4th of July. See, I saw that movie once. I don't remember it at all. But it uh, looks like he's still got his career going. He's still doing TV and uh, little small roles here and there. But, yeah, everyone, that was uh, Iron Eagle, uh, 1986, uh, best of the 80s. Shout out to Lamar and Styles and uh, Shawnee Smith that was only in it for like a second and uh, Oliver. But. All right, Brad, what do we got next? All right. This one's for the, the late, great Fred Ward, and that's 1985's Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. And where is this stream streaming at? It is on it? Tubi, but I just recently picked up the Blu-ray that came out ah. of Kino Lorber. I need to get it. Um, 
it was on YouTube. I wonder if it still is. For those of you that have YouTube Prime or whatever the hell it's called, it was on there. Remo Williams. And it is. Okay, it's still on um, YouTube Premium. So no 2B commercials for me. But yeah, everyone, uh, thank you for uh, coming and checking us out. If you're new to the show, um, you got a ton more to listen to. This was episode. I don't even know. Do you? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. Uh, and after Remo Williams, I put a poll on the Action Returns because uh, we haven't done a franchise in a while, and people voted for Mad Max. All right. Um, this is episode 58, yeah, because the last one was uh, Top Gun and uh, or Maverick. Yeah, all right, everyone. Yeah, 50, episode 58, but... Yeah, come back uh, for, what was it again? Oh, Remo Williams. Yes. <laughs> come back next week for that. And uh, when you're done with that, go on over to Stream Fiends and we're going to be li- listening to or talking about um, White Men Can't Jump and everything else. Mad Max, did you get the, um, the Steelbooks? No, I didn't, but I see that. I'm thinking about getting, they're, they're putting those Steelbooks in a box set. I know. I saw that after I got. Yeah. I got the first little tin case that it came in. Um, yeah, I got that one. Years ago, I have that one. But the only steel books I picked up were Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. I, I do. I, I do have Fury Road on steel book. <sighs> well, when, when we get to that one, yeah. But yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, again, if I sold it to you, and if you haven't seen this awesome film, Iron Eagle, streaming on uh, HBO Max. So with that, uh, go over to HorrorReturns.com and check out everything there, dealing with the network. Uh, go over to T Public and buy a t-shirt. Uh, if you want to hear my voice some more, shoot on over to Skaterness Podcast Network and listen to E-Society and MacNez and uh, everything. And listen to our anchor feed as well. Uh, I got a new anchor up. Uh, well, it should be up in either before or after you hear this uh friend of the show mike j moran he came on and we ran through um what the hell was it uh like the best zombie movies or something like that i think Mm -hmm. that's what it was called and um yeah listen to that episode everybody (laughs) it was far from (laughs) the best zombie movies but uh yeah, uh, we I got another list coming. Okay, yeah, that one that was the, the best zombie movies of the 1980s ranked, and there was only six. I thought there would have been a ton, but yeah, listen to that one. Uh, the next one, uh, Mike and I are gonna do. Oh, um, I need you as well. Right. Uh, the hundred worst horror films of all time. I'm and sure. I'm I've sure seen a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's some Amityvilles, and I'm sure there's. Uh, what the fuck was that movie you guys did? The first movie you did? Um, uh, the Darkness? Oh, God. That and uh, The Something Man. Um, oh, the, the Empty Man? The, no. Not the Empty Man. The, the Buck. The, the Something movie? Man. Um, the Bye Bye Man. 
No, but yeah, bye bye, man. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, go over and listen to Anchor when we do that. With that, oh, I, I never read those lists. If you guys listen to our Anchor feed when we do lists, uh, I don't read them until we're recording. So you're you're going to be shocked as, as I am when we start running down that list. <laughs> yeah, everyone, uh, just come back next week. Uh, so until then, be safe out there and party on. And be good to each other.